Are you fresh roast every morning? Oh, 100%. Like, I think that's one of the keys. That's the key. This is 5 to 9, a podcast where we discover the hidden passions and hobbies that engineering, product, and technology leaders obsess over when the workday happens. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing well, uh, Andrew. This is a happy Friday. Happy Friday, and look what I got. I got myself a nice cup of coffee. This is some nice third wave coffee. We'll talk about that in a second. You're going to be upset, or I'm upset. This thing costs $4.81. <laughs> I think it is delicious, and it has got that nice mouthfeel. This is my second cup of coffee in the day, and you can see it just kind of like getting into my, my I'm warming up my nasal passages here in Boston, but it's uh, it, it's delicious. But I'm like, 481, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not I uh I mean I am a frequent coffee shop guy, but I hate paper cups. We can get into that too, but yeah, yeah. 41 for a small cup of coffee. It better be good. Hey Matt, welcome, welcome to this whole thing. Um could you mind actually sharing who is Matt? Where are you hailing from? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Matt Brown. I uh live in the beautiful state of Indiana in Indianapolis. Uh happy Hoosier native. Um I'm an engineering leader, uh multi-time founder. But today, we're actually not talking about that. We're actually talking about this delicious cup of coffee, your delicious cup of coffee. You got to tell me what you're drinking, and then we'll go into this. Yeah, yeah. I actually meant to look it up. So I um, am drinking uh, home-brewed, home-roasted uh, Indy Brown Special. So this is a half-calf. I have uh, an Ethiopian regular and a uh, Kenyan decaf Swiss water process. Um, I mix half and half every day. Um, brewed in a Chemex, so I'm sure we'll get into more of that too. I love it, and and uh, about Ethiopian, it's a little acidic for me, but we can talk about that. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I heard of something snuck in there. You you dropped an indie brown. Yeah. Or like like hey, I'm gonna shut call that. Want want hashtag indie brown? This is uh this is your brand. Okay, we're yes. gonna get into this, right? That, that's, yeah. that's the that's the lead here. All right, indie brown man, don't mess with that. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes also known as brown scones. So uh, we we have uh, two brands in the brown household. So uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's also your DJ name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. So you clearly are a coffee aficionado, and I am a fanboy here. Uh, Learning about it, but how did you get into what we'd call proper coffee here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good third way coffee. So it started, uh, man. I, my wife and I, at our fifteenth anniversary, took a, a trip to to Hawaii um, and visited a coffee plantation in uh, on the Big Island. Um, and so I got sort of my first experience of like good Kona coffee. And then, you know, after a week of that, I thought this was really good. I went back to the office. I, you know, got a cup from the vending machine and I was like, oh my goodness, what happened? I can no longer drink this. And so, uh, sort of, exactly. Once you, been, once you went through there, you kind of exactly, back, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was drinking black coffee, and uh, if you uh, have good black coffee, you can really taste all the things. And so, once you get that experience of a really great cup, uh, it is really hard to go back. I agree, and I, I love black coffee. By the, by the way, I'll give it an engineer nod. I used to work with this guy, and he, he drank black coffee. Um, and I, I was like, oh, you drink black coffee? Me too. I love the taste of it. And he, and, and he goes, oh, I don't like the taste. I was like, so why do you do this? such an engineer thing. Like, why do you drink black coffee? He said, well, I need the coffee. I need the caffeine. Um, so why do you drink black coffee? He's like, well, because, you know, every once in a while I spill my coffee, and if I get it on my keyboard or laptop <laughs> and that stuff, 
I don't want it to be sticky. And it was such a <laughs> functional engineer argument yes. on this thing. Right? That is, uh, yes, yes. That's uh, that's next level thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I heard you drop a word here, and I got a funny story with third wave in a second. But uh, but you said third wave, and, and so break it down. What does third wave mean? And oh, one last thing, by the way, you said Hawaii and coffee. Please don't tell my family. I've never gone to Hawaii with them, and it's a point of contention with the family. Um, I grew up on the West Coast. It was much easier to get to Hawaii, and so I felt like it wasn't such a big thing. But now from the East Coast, it's a big thing. So yeah, it's a long flight. Yeah, it's a big trigger issue. Yeah, and sorry about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. One day we'll get there. Yeah. A third wave. Talk to me. Third wave coffee. So three waves of coffee. Uh, first wave is uh, like Folgers. It is what brings coffee to uh, America is like easy, instant, quick to make coffee. Um, second wave coffee is like your Dunkin Donuts, like a slightly better but commercial coffee cup. And then third wave is more specialty coffee. And really, Starbucks kind of starts this with their own uh, coffee shops making uh, single origin um, at the beginning, at the end, they're not, uh, you know, currently I don't think they're, they're selling much single origin, but, but that leads to this specialized coffee market that we're in now where you get lots of single origin where people are caring about how coffee is sourced, where it comes from, how the farmers are getting paid, um, just a whole bunch of stuff related to that. Yeah. So, so here's my third wave funny story. Um, so I have a friend who's like a brand designer, amazing brand designer on here. And, uh, he um, ha has another friend of his who wants to start a coffee shop and they want to make a the town they're in north of Boston. They want to make a third wave coffee shop. OK. And um, so because he's a he's a brand designer, he, he knows that third wave coffee when you're opening a coffee store isn't just the coffee. There's all the signaling we do, like yes. around the look, the feel, the words, like all these things that that put into the whole package, what codes third wave. And so he, he got uh, 10 of us and he's like, let's go on a third wave coffee tour. So we started in, in Arlington, Massachusetts, just here north of, uh, north of Boston here. And we worked down in downtown Boston and we did 10 different places. And uh, every place, like I think the rules were trying espressos because we wanted to taste it. But then once you were there, someone's like, well, I got to try whatever this place is specialized in. I have never, I mean, I drink a lot of coffee. I probably drank yeah. like four or five a day. And um, I've never actually pushed <laughs> the limits here where like, I was like, I got really red and I got... Like I felt the shit. I like I felt the heart palpitating. Yeah. I, like, I was like, "This is the edge." I didn't know there was an edge, but I oh, found yeah. it now, right? And I did like ten shots of espresso, and it was a lot. That right? is a lot of coffee. That yeah. is a lot of coffee. Yes. But I have an opinion. So when you come to Boston, I'll I'll take you. To oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. Opinion of best stuff. Okay. Well, well, part of my coffee journey, by the way, is like uh, you know, early on, I found this maybe a decade ago. Clearly, not as far as you, but I've learned my way through these. What I like enough so that we did a cupping thing with some friends and maybe you can explain to people what cupping is. But, uh, but the more I, I pointed out today, so I, I have my coffee from a third wave spot called intelligentsia here downstairs uh, of my office. And I love my co-founders. Um, but, but one of them is a, uh, is a Pete's fan. And I actually grew up drinking a lot of Pete's. Yeah. I, I make the same sound now too. <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's a little over roasted for me. It's a little burnt for me, but that's his jam. Uh, but he, you know, he'll go downstairs and get this coffee and, uh, he will, he'll, he'll cringe and, uh, and, and a, he'll cringe like me around this $4.81, but he'll also cringe because it just tastes, uh, acidic to him, right. in this thing, and, or it's too, or sorry, too sour. Uh, I don't know exactly the word. And, and, uh, 
I said it earlier to you, the Ethiopian, but it's a thing, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, to yeah, like, yeah. like, tell me, like, you said you can taste it better when it's black. Well, am I am I off base? Is he oh. off base? What's going on here? No, totally, totally true. So, Pete's like sort of the Starbucks competitor that never got quite as big, still pretty big, right? But uh, mass producing uh, better coffee, um, and the reason they. Uh, what I would consider over roast, they uh, certainly roast it farther than I like. It's because um, you can source your beans from multiple places. And when you increase the roast, you get a consistency across the bean, across multiple types of bean. Um, and so that's why that gets that sort of further sort of charcoal-y uh, carbon kind of taste that goes with it, right? But if you, so I'm a I'm a light roast guy for sure. For the nerds out there, I'm at Full City, maybe Full City Plus is where I roast. So that has to do with, you know, sort of the coloration, um, how how far into the, the roasting process. Um, uh, so like as you roast, the coffee changes from a green to a light brown to a darker brown to more of a brown um, to like even like a dark brown where it starts to get oily and you see it. That's all the length of, pro of how long you're roasting. And then as you're roasting, there's certain parts where the chemical processes are changing and it starts to sound like popcorn as you're roasting. Like it's like pop, pop, pop. Um, that's like what's called first crack. Um, so that's when the, the bean is doing its first crack and it'll cool um, and roast a little longer. It'll roast a second crack again. That's when the more oils start to come and be present. And that's what you get at Pete's. Um, and that's a more consistent roast regardless of what the bean is. And so like I like Ethiopian. Uh, it has lots of body and more of like a fruity taste to it. Yeah. Um, maybe a little uh, like cocoa chocolatey taste to it. Um, I, I think there's really like, th you know, so there's lots of regions and the more, you know, the, the more you slice it up, but I think there's kind of three big groupings. There's like African, there's South American, and then there's like Indonesian, uh, uh, Asian flavors there. And so, uh, East African, uh, definitely my favorite, uh, Colombian, uh, or like, I believe Colombia makes the most coffee of any country. It produces the most coffee of any country, but, um, South America in general has this very, is kind of the, the standard coffee taste that you think of is South American. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to have good body. It's going to have, um, I think slightly lower acidity. Um, it's going to have some other flavors with it as well. I think Indonesian um, tastes like dirt. It's very earthy. Uh, like the, the the proper term is earthy, uh, but I think it kind of tastes like dirt. So um, not, a, not a fan. Everyone's got their flavor, right? Like yes. I, uh, I, I think the, the, the Ethiopians taste too much like a tea for me, a little mm. bit light for me. Um, but, but, Hey, that this is what all this preference is actually exactly about, right? exactly find your own vibe and and uh, like years ago I tried a bunch of different ones to figure out. Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so cupping, great way to do that. So, uh, back to your original question, I think we yeah. got sidetracked a little, but cupping, right, is when you, uh, typically what they're going to do, this is how they grade coffees. So it's a consistent process a cuppy, uh, a coffee grader will use. Um, they'll have a little bowl, they'll put a standard amount of coffee in, and they'll pour in a known uh, amount of water. So get a water to probably 205. Um, pour it in and they'll use spoons to taste. So a little bit of a process. They'll like let it steep for a bit. The the coffee will kind of crust on the top. They'll sort of siphon or, or spoon out the, the coffee grounds. And then you'll like dip your spoon in this bowl 
and like slurp it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's, wine tasting, right? You know, it is. It, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you get like, that's because it's, I think the same in wine, right? You're trying to get the coffee on all parts of your tongue and you're trying to cool it down enough to taste it. But um, it's the way in which they uh, grade coffee on all of these dimensions. Um, and usually, so like if you go to like a commercial one, I've been to, to several of them, but they'll put out different kinds of coffee. And as you're going around, you can like taste the difference. Oh, this one's like really fruity because it's a natural process or, um, you know, this one's more acidic. We roasted it different. Like if they, they have different ways that they can, can, uh, accentuate different parts of the coffee based on how it's roasted and processed. And, and that cupping is a great way to sort of accentuate the, the differences like one after the other. Cause a lot of times you get a cup, you're like, mm, this is good. I can't really tell what the difference is, but like when you're doing six or eight different in a row, uh, you could really, really taste them. Yeah, yeah it's the juxtaposition. Of that thing. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, oh, you dropped a word in there. Uh, like you explained how the different roasts work. And oh, yeah. But you dropped a word like full city. What's the what's the history of that word? Like full you city? Know, like that's a great question. I don't know what the history of the world is, that I use that word, but I'm not really sure. Like, it, like it is a, like it's a roaster's word. It's okay. not a like yeah. I don't think you ever see it commercially. It's like, like a, it's like a mid roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I think it's like full city and then full city plus. And then other things that I never look at because I never go that dark in my roast. Uh, like, I, I think, like, French roast is one of the words further on, but I don't ever use that either, so. That's another DJ name for you, Full City Brown. I think that works, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, Let's, we talked about this earlier. Um, I think you were really going to judge me for my rigs, but, like, Talk to me about like how what's your morning yeah. coffee made in? Like how are we doing this? Right? Yeah, yeah. So I am a Chemex guy. So I make a. Me too. Yes, me I too. think that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. I prefer unbleached filters. Um, the brown ones. It, yes, exactly the okay. brown one. It's all about the browns. So yeah, all browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a thousand grams of water at 205 degrees uh, over 60 grams of coarsely ground coffee. Okay. Um, into the lovely Chemex so do you, vessel. So you, uh, do you drop like 60 and then you put 120 on it to let it bloom and then you hit the rest exactly, of it? Exactly, exactly. Okay. So we, and we, uh, my wife and I sort of have uh, varying techniques. She's, uh, so we'll do a bloom and then I do two pours after. She'll do three pours. Um, she thinks the three pours are better. Um, I'm a little more about efficiency. Um, so she's the, also into coffee like you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. Actually, all my kids. So like both of my daughters are like part time baristas in what the you know sort of a summer jobs and other things. Um, yeah, my it's uh, I'm kind of like a virus. Like if you're around me long <laughs> enough, you'll get infected by it too. Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm already getting into this too. And, yeah, and yeah. uh, well, okay. So I, I also use a Chemex. Love uh, it. I, I just got a techno form if I, for like, if a bunch of people are coming over, yeah. like, like, and then, and I've got an old bird grinder from like, I think compressor or something like that. Is that, yes. so yeah, judge yeah, yeah. me, am I on the right tip here? No, I intro? think you're, I think you're right away. Uh, I, I, I'm right on it. Like, I think yeah. that's the best way, like a good burr grinder, a nice, uh, gooseneck kettle. Like I have the stag fellow, uh, it's kind of a, uh, Looks nice cooler. looking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you get like a nice consistent pour. Like it doesn't like rush out. It allows you to get nice precision, um, a good Chemex, uh, but it all starts with good beans, uh, freshly ground. Like, 
like that's that's the key. So let's talk about Full City Brown Beans here. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. So I don't know anybody who roasts their own coffee. That is crazy. Uh, you already talked about some technique here, but like, how the hell did you get into that? Because to me, that yeah. sounds scary. It's intimidating. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I also got to the point where I was starting to really feel the coffee buzz every day, but I love it. Like I love the taste of coffee. I don't. And I was like, well, how can I drink more coffee, but have less jitters? And so I started <laughs> to get into decaf. Um, and it turns out like it was really, really hard to get good decaf. Um, and so I was like, fine, all, I wonder what it takes to roast my own. You know, like any good engineer, I got a problem. How do we solve this? And so like, I started looking into roasting my own. Um, I found there's a, uh, there's a company who makes a, a roaster. It's called a fresh roast 500 it costs like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks that and a few beans. I started roasting decaf. Where do you um, get beans? Like, I don't, I, like, I don't even know. You don't go to the grocery store and get raw yeah. beans right like yeah, what, yeah. What yeah the the internet is a wonderful place um that whole and thing. I, don't know I know about exactly it. Yeah. exactly there's this uh really great website called sweet maria's oh, yeah. um it's a i think it's a west coast institution like i think they've been serving green beans for quite some time they have a uh like if you go on their site they probably have i don't know 200 different varietals of coffee you can choose from all around the world um, and you can buy anywhere from one to 20 pounds at a time. I think they have a commercial site where you can buy whole 65 kilo bags. Wow. Um, is this, uh, I mean, not to say that you're doing this for cost, but if you exclude the cost of your equipment, which is, we shouldn't exclude, but if you did yeah. it, and, and we don't charge you for your time, is this cheaper or is it more oh, expensive? Is this uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's definitely cheaper for, uh, like if you're buying, you know, a good roasted single origin bag at the grocery store, you're talking, let's say 20 bucks for 12 yeah, ounces. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So they get you on that. Yeah. Exactly. So like, that's what, uh, 16 ounces is a pound. So let's say we're at $30 for a pound. Yeah. I'm usually buying green beans, even like the, the best stuff I buy is probably eight fifty a pound. Uh, and with shipping, it's, you know, maybe nine or nine or 10. So like I'm paying about half price for what okay. I do. Okay. Um, so it, yeah, it's certainly, I think in the long run, I've probably made, uh, I've broken even on my equipment and stuff, but the, uh, enjoyment and the, uh, the, the fun is well worth the cost. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm going to roll it back real quick. And, and yep. uh, we're talking about coffee rigs, um, and I dropped you mine. Like, oh, how did, yeah. How, like, how did you decide, like, the Chemex was the one, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, did you, like, you know, how did you, I, I ended up yeah. there after trying, like, a French press, and yeah, was yeah. it too messy, and, like, you know, what's the journey? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was a, a just a like a, a Mr. Coffee drip maker, you know, just an old school, put it in the filter, set it and forget it. And uh, from there, like, then I would, like, I got into it at work. And so I started doing French press at work. So I would, like, take beans with me and just use hot mess. water. I hate the mess of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if you're buying, like, a, a cheaper, like, the standard Bodum or whatever, yeah. like, that, like, you get, it's, like, a little bit gritty even. Yeah. Um, some people like that mouthfeel. It's not for me. I actually have a really nice uh, French press. 
um, by a company called Espro um, that has like, it's like double filtered and super fine and it makes a really smooth cup, which is, a, I think, a, a really nice alternative. That's how it started. And then honestly, I think it's the look. So like, A, I enjoy like the daily ritual yeah. um, of making a cup and the Chemex is kind of a like a... It, it might be considered a piece of art. Like it's, I think it's a beautiful vessel. It looks like an hourglass. You know? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I think it was made by a chemist who was like modifying beakers or something like that. And so, like in the morning. Uh, so my ritual starts actually every night. Uh, so before I go to bed, I put um water in the kettle and i measure out my beans and stick it in the container at night um and then when i get up in the morning it's i click the button to turn the the kettle on and i turn the dial to roast the coffee so it's already Are measured you fresh roast every morning oh 100 like i think that's oh. one of the keys that's the key uh yeah like i think uh the the very first thing, um, the biggest leap you'll make from uh, mediocre to good coffee is roasting your coffee or, or grinding your coffee every day. Well, I do that part of it, but roasting is like next level here. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, Roasting's like, I, a whole other beast, I mean, right? I already, I already have the fussiness in the morning. I, I, I also have a similar like Chemex in the morning thing. The, the, the act of needing to wet the filter and then put the coffee in, just somehow when you're like getting the kids ready and all those, just like, Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I just want this cup of coffee to be in my hands. Yeah. 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 So I have the fortune of my, like my youngest is a sophomore in college. And so I don't have, you know, kids screaming around the house anymore. But um, for me, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a, a, a religious, like it's a semi-religious experience, right? It's kind of like a liturgy. It's like the daily prep for my day. I can like sit and think about what's happening in the day as I watch the, the, you know, the water drain from the, from the package like like i'm really into it every day like um it's a part of my daily ritual that i really enjoy yeah that's amazing man that you roast in the morning oh no i don't i don't roast i only grind sorry 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 yeah i only grind every day yeah yeah okay so you grind okay so you're doing the same thing and how much do you make at a time like yeah so i make a liter every morning to start the day uh, so and for us in standard measure, what's a liter? <laughs> yeah, I think a, a liter is like 33 ounces. So like, Four uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so it depends on like this. So four, uh, mugs, let's say Okay, four mugs, I, yeah. I use a 10 cup, uh, coffee maker, uh, or my Chemex is a 10 cup. So the biggest one that's 10 coffee cups. Is that and the I regular like, one? That's the regular one, right? It's the regular one, right? Yeah. It's a, like, so I think there's a four cup, a six cup and a 10 cup. Okay. Um, uh, maybe you might be able to find them all in my, uh, closet, yeah. but like the 10 cup is what I use every day. Um, and I really like the small, like we use small cups. So like I drink, uh, probably five or six small cups a day easy, but that's equivalent to about two mugs worth. Uh, but cause I'm drinking half calf, it's only like one mug of caffeine per day. Okay. Um, and so I've like really decreased it, but I like get the satisfaction of getting up from my, from my desk multiple times. Uh, I have lots of cups. It's like today was a day where I was a little slow going. So I've actually made a second, uh, 500 gram, uh, another two cups for the day. So, so wait, you brew um, it once for the day. How the hell do you keep it warm? Cause I always struggle with. 
Like yeah. you re-zap it? What do you do here? Oh no 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 microwave. Uh, judge no, me, judge me. Right? Exactly. No uh, heated thermos or no, so. Just a standard uh, double walled thermos. Uh, I have a couple of different ones. Uh, so right now, like uh, some's downstairs for the wife uh, when she needs her cups. I have mine up here because I knew I was going to be kind of uninterrupted. Um, stays warm throughout the day. Um, as you reheat it, you're changing the coffee, right? So you're probably uh, getting more water to evaporate. And so you're getting stronger coffee. Uh, you're probably extracting some some more from the the you're probably doing something to the coffee oils that have been extracted so you're changing the flavor um i'm drinking it pretty fast though and so it, it'll easily stay an hour um in the thermos at the same temp i just saw do you know uh there's this really great coffee uh sort of personality james hoffman he does reviews of everything's uh and he i just saw on his site the other day he's got a review of which thermos keeps your coffee oh, the yeah. hottest the longest um yeah he Is does it, lots uh, of very I'm, scientific research yeah i'm guessing it's gotta be like a japanese one because they always have those fancy <laughs> like you know like super thermoses right yeah 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 i don't remember what the brands were but uh yeah yeah i'm sure it was a uh not inexpensive beautiful looking uh multi-walled thermos i'm like yeah so okay you've got all this stuff uh i you know like look all of us engineer folks have lots of stuff how, yeah how, what, do, what do you what do you like i'm guessing you have an arsenal that i can't even imagine like what do you do with it all where does it go like how do you mean it like this like yeah yeah i basically have an entire cabinet in the kitchen full of coffee paraphernalia so <laughs> i have I, I don't know i probably have three or four different french press like i have a travel french press um i probably have two or three kettles at least also a travel kettle um i have an aero press which is like that little plastic oh yeah uh, that good? yeah I, get, a, I, I saw them on like black friday sales already should i be getting one of those things like i, what, I think it's when a would i use it yeah, so like if you want to make a quick single cup, uh, it's really great. Um, uh, you can get like I actually think if you want to make the best single cup of coffee, AeroPress is the way to do it, and you can do it by putting more coffee, slightly hotter water. You don't uh, you don't uh, extract for very long, and you press it out. It makes kind of an expensive one, uh, but it'll get the sort of best of the flavors without the bitterness that you probably don't like. What's the what, what is the uh, expensive quote? What does that mean? It's like, well, you're using, yeah, you're using yeah. more like the primary expense here is coffee, right? And yeah. so you might use two or three times the normal amount of coffee. So like a standard uh, AeroPress for me is 12 grams of coffee, 200 grams of water. Um, and you okay. might do, uh, I don't know, 40 or 50 grams of coffee for one cup. Um, with 200 grams of water, but you're only extracting for like a minute. Like you're pulling the really good stuff out early and then you're putting it through um, and it is, uh, um, and it's incredible. Oh, that is more expensive because I do 16 grams for like 300 of water, give or take, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're nice and early, like two, 270 or something like that. Yeah. Right? Um, so that is a lot more coffee. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like triple the coffee uh, for the same amount of those things. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Uh, like how do I, so I always have this stuff and then like, Hey, it stacks up. My family hates me for it. So like too many yes. coffee makers. Uh, and it sounds like you have a co pro coffee family. I'm the only one that. that yeah. 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 But like, I find this thermos stuff and like cleaning this stuff's a pain. 
right? Like, or how do you do? Like, what do you do with that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So like the the thermos just gets rinsed out every day. Okay. Um, does and it get kind of gunky and oily after a while? And yeah, like- it does. It gets coffee oil that kind of stains it. Same with the Chemex over time. Like it goes from clear to a slightly yeah. uh, sort of light brown discoloration. <clears throat> there is a, a product called Cafiza that they use to clean espresso machines. It will break down that coffee oil. And so, I don't know, once a month, once every six weeks, I will put some uh Kafiza in the Chemex or the thermoses and just you let it sit. You don't, you don't put the dishwasher and judge me for it. And I I don't I I I don't put it in the dishwasher. I think I might have read at one point in time it's not good for the thermos. Uh you could Therm- certainly put the oh, Chemex thermos, in the dishwasher. Thermos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the, I, I I finally figured out how to untie that stupid knot and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> put the dishwasher." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that that will necessarily. I don't know. Maybe that your your regular detergent is good enough to break down the coffee oil, depending on how long it's been in there. So, um, do you use that? Uh, I got those. Apparently, your grinder gets oily. Do you do you clean your grinder too? I do. I I clean my grinder probably every other week. Um, kind of take it apart. I have like this tiny uh paintbrush that I use to like you know take the I take everything apart and brush it down. Do wipe you it down. They have those like fiber beans that like do you use those things? I never have. Um, I I read some stuff recently because I I my grinder is. I think it's not grinding quite right. It's I'm getting some irregularity in my grind. And so I think I'm going to try those because I heard originally rice, but apparently the starch in rice is not good for your grinder either. It'll gum it up differently. But there's these like, yeah, these tablets you can put yeah, in. I, I actually got them because they're on sale one day. I clicked them and I was like, yeah, I haven't yeah. tried them yet. They're just sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I need to give that a try too. So we can trade notes about this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. All right, so again, what's the brand? I'm pitching Full City Brown. Like, what what, what are the other browns you you were saying? Yeah, brown scones or indie browns. Yeah, indie brown. I vote indie brown or Full City Brown. Is, is my okay. but uh, so how does one get a little full city brown coffee or any brown? Like, is this something that I can get online and get some or like, well, what's going to happen here? Yeah. So right now, uh, I don't believe so, but if any, you could certainly send me an email, uh, and, uh, I would happily ship you some, um, do you buy like a 60 pounds at a time or you buy like little things I, at a time? No, I buy, I usually buy, it's exactly what I buy. 60 pounds at a time, usually two, two X D two X regular and the, or 40 pounds of regular 20 pounds of decaf. And I have, I don't know, five or so friends who um, I roast for. Uh, I uh, So I try to be, you know, ecological. And so there's these big ball jars that will fit almost exactly a pound and a half of coffee. And so uh, I'll put a pound and a half in there with the lid on it. And then we just exchange jars and I don't have to worry about uh, waste. It's a good airtight sealed container. Um, I've been doing that for a while. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the question also, I was tapping back earlier. You talked about the ritual, like how does, how does this both coffee making and going downstairs and filling the cup and little cups, how does that fit in your flow of work? Like we're all in this kind of zoomish thing. Like, yeah. you know, is it, is it part of the ritual or just like parallel paths? Like what? Like yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, so I think, uh, so for me, it really helps in my, uh, Zoom meeting breakup, right? So I got a half hour meeting. I got like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to take two minutes. I'm going to get up from my desk. I walk downstairs, I get a cup, I pour it, I come back up and I might be two minutes late and you'll just have to deal with it because I need my coffee. So man, I need uh, that. I need to figure out, like I've tried that 
five minute clip in Zoom meetings or, or and, and yeah, no one respects it, right? Like, I know, so, I know. Like, I, I need those breaks. Like I, uh, I need yeah, to go yeah. to the bathroom. I can do something on this. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes I'll like join the the meeting and I'll like share my screen, be back in two, and just go. Uh, uh, you should have one that's like I'm thinking like a little logo that has you know. Uh, you know, like uh, full city, full city brown, like, <laughs> and I'm thinking like a little bit of zigzaggy kind of thing. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm visualizing logos here, like, yeah, kind of a WKRP in Cincinnati kind of look. Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So as soon as you show up, that's your like lead screen, and everybody says, "Oh, Matt's getting his coffee. I'm gonna go yeah, away." I'm yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like, I don't, I have very little if uh, any uh, visual design skills, but uh, I know some people. I have to get yeah. on that. It's a really I mean, good idea. That'd be hot. You need a logo, right? I'm yeah, yeah. You got, a, you got a brand coming together here. On yes, this. yes. It's it's perfect. So well, okay. So so I'm uh, reeling back here on the uh, on the beans, like when you're roasting them. So sweet Maria's. By the way, I you said the name. I actually happen to know it because I think that's where I buy my Chemex filters from. Sometimes, yeah, I'm cheap. Like it's like Chemex filters are like they're kind of pricey. So I'm always like scouring where they're cheap. And like sometimes, I strangely I will buy them from Pete. Strangely, because sometimes they have like website sales. Sometimes Sweet Maria has sales. So I'll kind of grab wherever I can buy a three pack or something like that of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've stumbled across that, so I didn't realize that was like the bean shop. But like, how do you know which beans? Like we talked about, like you said, you liked the uh, African beans versus versus let's say Indonesian beans. But like, is it the taste? Yeah. But like, why that one that thing? Like, how do you choose? Like, it's you said, you know, three hundred choice on the buttons. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, typically, they're like, uh, I've probably roasted, I don't know, a hundred different varieties of East African from uh, Kenya, Ethiopia, Tanzania, Rwanda. Oh um, uh, and so, like, I got a pretty good feel. Um, sort of like I have, I did this for a long time. I was like, you know, on the map, I'd go find where's the village. So I knew yeah. like, what's the elevation, what part of the country. And now, so like from the name, you can get a lot of information um, from it. And so like, I'm sort of like price shopping also, like, you know, it'll range from maybe $7 a pound to eight fifty or nine. And I'm like, depending on how I'm feeling, oh, I really like that dry process from this. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more. Um, and so yeah, I like have a, a catalog basically of all the things I've roasted. Like what's, in the what's big- the, What's the rate you're buying? I mean, in my head, 60 pounds is an insane amount of beans. We buying like one sixty pound bag for the year. Are we doing like a few. Like oh, no. oh no! Uh, I probably buy. Uh, I don't know, maybe two hundred pounds a year. I probably have three or four orders a year. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Your, your mailman must think you're crazy. Right? Yes, like, I'm yeah. sure he does. Yeah, poor UPS guy. Um, yeah, who has to lug that box? So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, though, like so you, you can buy like one pound at a time, like one pound bag. So like okay. early on, before I knew what I was doing, that's how I would do it. Like I'd get a pound and I'd roast it and, you know, try and figure out, OK, what am I doing and why and how and uh, what do I like the flavors? And I kept a, a pretty extensive logbook um, of all my stuff. Um, that was on the fresh roast. Right. So it was just. You know, it was like it kind of looks like a, a popcorn popper um, and the beans are in this l- tiny little canister. I was roasting I was roasting 100 uh, grams at a time. So so barely a oh, day's wow. worth. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now I have a much bigger machine. It's called um, an Aleo bullet. Uh, it uh, will roast two, you know, a kilo, 2.2 pounds at a How time. How big is this thing? 
Um, it's probably uh, I don't like know, two, yeah. uh, uh, bigger than that. So maybe two feet. So like two feet long. It's a cylinder. It's a yeah. It's a cylinder. Um, and maybe like uh, I don't know the maybe a foot uh diameter. So okay. a foot by two foot. It kind of looks like a pig. Um, in fact, I call mine Wilbur because he looks like a pig. It's just this black thing that sits on my workbench in the garage because it's kind of a smoky process. But um, I can electric, roast. You plug it in. You plug it in. It's electric yeah, yeah, power. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's electric. Uh, it's induction. Um, okay. It'll uh, get up to – I have to do the – so I have this bizarre – so I buy in pounds. I roast in grams and Celsius. And I sell in pounds. It's a, a kind of okay, an annoying so process. You buy it in standard. You go to yes. Mester for the process and you push it back in pounds. <laughs> yes. And there's like, so as you roast, the coffee loses weight. So you there's like about 20% loss in uh, weight, but about, uh, I don't know, a 50% increase in volume. So yeah. as it heats oh, up, it like bigger. it expands. Yeah, it the, okay. yeah exactly. And so, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of like weird calculations. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it makes sense. You, your market is in standard units, but your yes. roasting is like science, which is yes. like in metric systems, right? Exactly. Like that's what's going on here. Okay. That's exactly right. Right. The, yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I, I, uh, I drink in grams. I drink in metric also, but like in the brown house. Cause you're science when you're it, consuming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think most consumers care about uh, pounds and ounces, but uh, we stick uh, in the metric house in in the in the Indy Brown house. So <laughs> Indy Brown house. Uh, okay, so if someone was trying to start this whole thing, like like you didn't get to Wilbur at scratch. Like how, <laughs> no. how do you, how do you stair step into this? Like, can I do this in a pan? Yeah, at yeah, home? yeah. Like, what, what do I do? Like, let's say I wanted to. Like, let's say I wanted to be Indy Brown. Like, I want to be a fake Indy Brown. Yep. Do I go to Sweet Maria's, buy a pound of beans, and then what? What do I do here? Yeah, so I would recommend take your cast iron skillet, uh, just, you know, a large okay. cast iron skillet. Like regular cast iron skillet, okay. Yep. Yeah, go go outside to your grill, heat up your grill, yeah. uh, put the beans on, and uh, get like, a this spoon. Like, like if this is like smoking, like get it hot. Yeah, yeah, get it hot. Yeah, yeah, because it wants you want it at, you know, 400-ish degrees, uh, 450, somewhere in there. You're going to put the beans on, and you're going to kind of stir them with a wooden spoon, and they'll start to smoke a little. Um, then they'll start to change color. It'll start to pop. Um, like, one of the things that, I, like, I think uh, on the, the stove like that, you get, like, this uneven roast and so you get like this you get a whole different flavor profile than you do from like a more sort of sterile scientific consistency right you get like you're uh, rolling the dice every cup you get because you have no idea what the beans are there's just lack of precision um, but it's a great way to do it you can like it starts off smelling grassy uh and then it moves to this uh, delicious, I think, uh, like coffee oil smell that's distinct from coffee itself. Yeah, there's lots of great smells and sounds and, and colors that uh, all change as you're roasting. When I, when I make my order with uh, New City Brown, can you throw in some green beans certainly. and some regular ones so I can try? Yeah, doing certainly. This, this, this sounds uh, so I can figure out how bad I am at doing that. that yeah, that yeah, like for a, sure, for sure. I'll, I'll uh, happily do so. Yeah. Do Do you have a website that you would go to read about this? Because, like, you know, because if you just tell me to get in a black pan and, and throw some beans, I promise you, I'm going to burn or underdo things. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're describing all these things around grassy <laughs> smells and puffiness and crackling popcorn sure but like 
there must be steps along the way where, and I'm not going to make you recite a YouTube video, but like, what's, where do I go as a resource to learn this? Thing yeah. Right yeah. So, so sweet Maria, great resource on okay. roasting sort of, they'll, they have good uh, information about different roasters, different types of roasters, um, the roasting process, what, you know, how you grade the color, the smell, all those things as you're roasting a uh, really good resource. There is this other um, here real quick. Hopefully my keyboard's not too loud, but there is this, yeah, Coffee Mind is this um, very scientific, like once you get deep into the nerdery, they're like a, like a professional roaster consultancy. Um, but they also have classes you could take on how to be a better roaster. Like they have specifically an Aleo Bullet roaster class on have how to be a... Have you taken this, I take? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a Zoom, it's a Zoom class though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a like right. a, yeah, I think Coursera for coffee roasting. Okay. Uh, specific to these, uh, to this group. It's not like so. you've, you've gone to like some, you know, Italian like trip for yourself to learn how to roast this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I have taken a couple of like in-person uh, barista classes. Cool. uh there's a roaster out of Minnesota I really like. They make roasters, uh, Mill City Roasters, um, where I've looked on uh, a couple of different uh, uh, times to go take their class. I've never done it yet, but that's probably in my future. It's a good holiday. I feel like I'm on holiday one day is you're going to go to the source and find the beans. Like That would be a cool like thing to go. Well, like, I've, take the train. I've actually done that. So like oh. I, I've spent a fair oh. amount of time in East Africa. <laughs> Uh, there's a school that my family supports there. My church does a, a fair amount of work. And we were in Rwanda once and uh, we went to a coffee farm, uh, got to see the cherries and, and the processing. Um, did you get to drink the coffee while you were there? Or is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they uh, we did a cupping there with their coffee and and stuff. So, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Wow. Boy, yeah. So so that is awesome. Like I, I was joking. It was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Matt, here's the sad part of the story. I'm at the bottom of my cup. Yeah, me too. Which probably means I think we're on a wrap here. But uh, thank you so much for sharing all these things. This is pretty dope. Uh, yeah. I have to learn some things today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, certainly hit me up and I'll send you a couple pounds and some green. And uh, you can uh, have a delicious uh, morning cup. So and Some new city brown. I'm yeah, trying, right. I'm trying that. I'm trying that. Right. Uh, Good workshop. Right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Andrew Lau here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of 5 to 9. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Who knows what hidden talents or hobbies we'll discover on the next episode of 5 to 9.